We're starting today's show about one day and 15 minutes late. The last 15 minutes were because my computer was frozen, but the last day was because Nate was frozen. Like, Nate, the human being. He's thought out, so has all the technology. I get started to talk about what ended up being a pretty weird, pretty cold game. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours. We're all here, Seth Kaiser, Nate Taylor, and myself, Josh Briscoe, as the Chiefs advance to the divisional round. First and foremost, Nate, I really, I, I think this entire community right now is wondering one thing, which was how cold was it in the press box? Maybe the second thing of, did you see Taylor Swift? And also... Is that snow out your window, Seth? You're probably handling this transition. Well, we'll let Nate go first, and then you can go through the Job-like experience that you had flying from Florida to, to uh, Minnesota. No, I did not see Taylor Swift in the flesh on Saturday. Unfortunately, she made a swift entry, you could say, into the stadium. Um, You know, in terms of what the press box felt like, you know, I sit on the second level. Obviously, you've been there. Josh, you've been there as well, Seth. Uh, the best view, I could argue, is the first level, which is further down, next to the giant glass. Mm-hmm. It was pretty frozen on the first level because <laughs> uh, the heat couldn't necessarily get there. Now, uh, thankfully, I went and saw my guy, Anwar, uh, and his crew, and we were in a tent pregame. This was before I tweeted the photo of a patron who made the executive choice to wear Chuck Taylors to a football game where kickoff was negative four. The tent, Anwar's tent, Anwar and his crew, shout out to them, got their tent to 45 degrees. Wow. And it, and it felt glorious. Mm. I wore multiple socks. I wore snow boots. My feet were still freezing on that concrete and arrowhead. So the last way I'll sum this up is, you know, people people could think, hey, you know, you get to cover the game. It's a dream job. Uh, you get to talk to some of the best athletes on the planet. All those things are true. The real work starts after you talk to the players and the coaches and the support staff and I write my story for the athletic to recap what we all just witnessed but that takes time kids that takes a lot of time which meant I left Arrowhead around 1 140 in the morning which meant it was negative like 21 I believe at that point the wind is indiscriminate the, the Arrowhead parking lot wind is the worst. With no cars. No people no left. No cars. No, I've done that a few times. All that's left is the reporters and the truck. The, 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 the Peacock NBC trucks. The guys who are taking things and dismantling them. Uh, all the equipment that it takes to broadcast an NFL game. The wind does not care. 
there is no, there's nothing to, to block it. I had on multiple layers. There aren't enough layers. One more layer. What was it going to do? Nothing. Nothing. The sheer, like, giving upness yes. to your voice. Uh-huh. I just, and, and I don't want to be a one-upper, but I'm going to be eventually here. Okay. I want you to imagine if you looked in the forecast. Yeah. You saw that it's going to be like that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Next, and next day, day. And the next day. And the next day for a solid week. The worst it's ever done. The worst it's ever done. We kept track. It was not last winter or the winter before. Hey, hey, at least they not. It's stretch. Hey, didn't get above zero once. Hey, at least they not playing football up there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got a nice cozy dome here in Minnesota, and you see why. Well, they don't. They don't use that in January anyway. So it's well, mm, you know what? My so unnecessary, babe. Yeah. Was that K? Was that KJ who dropped the ball? Was that KJ? <laughs> babe, was that KJ? I I do I do want to say so I I'm back in Minnesota no longer in Florida people can make jokes about my road setup being better than my home setup um, <laughs> and um, so Florida weather wasn't as amazing as it normally is they had like a cold snap themselves but I still had multiple seventy degree days it was great um, saw some dolphins so the day we got back. I flew into the Hector International Airport. Shout out to them. Great airport in Fargo, yep. North Dakota. Um, now, those of you who have never traveled to North Dakota, they're like what you were describing, like there is nothing to block the wind. That's the nothing. whole state. No. That's just like, <laughs> that's just how it works. Like when you're driving on the on I-94 east to west in North Dakota, there are stretches where you are two hands on the wheel at all times because you were going to have to get a gust that's like whoa and you start going off the road so but the day we went in it was negative 13 in fargo and i didn't even look up the wind real feel because i had to go to get my car and i was i walked out and i mean it was like oh west texas west texas but if it was on the if the map was in reverse yeah if the map flipped it <laughs> yeah if the map was, was 180 oh um, but it was great. And so the reason I was even going to, that feeling that I got, cause I, I had parked in the economy lot cause by God, I wasn't going to pay 20 bucks a night to park my car or pay like eight, which was very cheap. Great, great airport. But man, that's like a 300 yard walk, which three didn't sound like that far. Oh, it's far. So I tried to jog it and you can't jog in negative 13. You I just can't. can't. Yeah. You just, and you take a breath you're like, and it's, it's fine. And I just, I didn't have my. My cold weather blood wasn't with me. I had all this warm, weak Florida blood in me. And so I, I got to the Yukon. It started. Amazing. Like a miracle. You know, everyone was, oh, there's no proof God exists. My Yukon started. Boom. <laughs> and so. I, we can go home. Hallelujah. In a warm yeah. vehicle. Yes. Yes. Praise and, the Lord. Yeah. And so I, I, I got out and started it. And then I went out and got it and picked everyone up because that's the job. That's what you do. That's what you sign up for. Yep. If you want to call yourself the man of the house, you can't make your teenager do it. Man, did I want to make my teenager do it, though. I was like, man, if I tell him to, he's got to do it. I can't do that. Jazz will be mad. So anyway, so by the time I, I got to watch all the bags, I just can't. I don't I can't let your mom and then y'all yeah, you yeah, kids yeah, yeah. just stay so with the bags. I, yeah, I got to stay in guard. So Here's the keys. By the time I got out there for the like the third or fourth time, I'm a I'm a veteran at this. I grew up in North Dakota and Minnesota. I only spent three years down in the Kansas City area. Kansas City's warm to me. 
It generally is. Although, once you're at zero and below, that's legit cold. There is no northern snobbery about how cold Saturday's game was. So I'm going to tile this together because by the time I was like three or four times going in and out, I was like, okay, because I was only wearing a hoodie because I didn't want to bring a coat with me. That was cold. But, you know, you start to get used to it. It's like, okay, I remember this. My body remembers this. But here's the thing. I've had 38 years to acclimate to this. That feeling that you had, Nate, walking through, and there's just no rest. And even when you're warm, you can't get warm. And then when your hands start to warm up and it hurts, Mm -hmm. and you're just like, oh, my goodness, warming up is worse. That, That vibe. The first moment Isaiah Pacheco hit someone, oh, you saw it in the Dolphins' defense. They they wanted nothing to do with any of it, and the Chiefs were just playing like a bunch of, they were like a bunch of honorary Minnesotans just flying around like maniacs, and the Dolphins wanted, the only one out there who wanted any of it was Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Tyreek. I think he tried he got punched in the face a lot, and he never quit. But the rest of them, you saw the first Pacheco carry. I was like, oh, those guys don't want to tackle today. Because nope. it hurts, hurts, man. It hurts. And anytime, if you think like 20 degrees and zero degrees are the same thing, are 90 degrees and 70 degrees the same thing? Nope. Because it's not It's not even close. Everything hurts. And, oh, well, you just go to the sideline and warm up. That hurts. Warming up hurts. And so now you're hurt, and then you go out, and that hurts, and it all just hurts, and there's no respite, and, you know, it just... And you could see it in Miami, and for some reason, I don't know what the Chiefs did to their players, because I didn't see a single one of them that seemed like they did just were not just having the time of their lives out there. Um, and, and you can you even have examples across the NFL. You can see the tackling effort uh, with the Chiefs and Dolphins. You can see the tackling effort from the Steelers in Buffalo. And weirdly, you can see it from the Philadelphia Eagles in frigid Tampa Bay. I'm not sure. That one might not fit. I just know none of those three teams wanted to tackle. Yeah, yeah. Bradbury, he, he, he what, where's he going? He's, well, he's running right by you, son. He's just, <laughs> he's, runner, he's running right by you. Um, the last thing I'll say about the weather um, is it's the first time I've, left Arrowhead and walked to my car backwards. Oh yeah. Huh. That's that's a that's a savvy veteran move though. Savvy that move. Wind on your face. The wind that is something else. And Dude. this is like, man, I appreciate Dude. Devin Albertson mind over matter. But I tell you what, the Chiefs had been living in pretty frigid temperatures and there's nothing else. You cannot you can't simulate with this. it if yeah. you're not acclimated. Miami, I swear this is like a an, a high altitude game, and I really believe this. Once you get zero and below, although let me just tell you, we have had days last winter where it was negative thirty without wind chill, and that hits even different. That was scary. That was really scary, actually. Yeah. So, but so, you so I would acclimate to it. You can't fly in the day before. That was a terrible decision. It, re- it, it honestly, when you look back, it really was because, um, yeah, it, there's just, there's just no way to there's just no way to simulate it and. Uh, I walked hundreds of feet backwards. Just give a quick, just give a quick glance and keep it moving. Make sure you would... don't trip over a frozen solid body. ice bucket. Yeah, <laughs> or body. body. Oh, is that? Whoa! <laughs> Do the local authorities know about this? Um, thankfully I didn't see any injuries. Although we're still you... good on this, right? I keep making sure. I keep checking in. It's just it's Tuesday now, and I feel like yeah. if there was real bad news, we would have heard. I know some people got some attention for some frostbite and stuff, and yeah. that you know hypothermia. I expected that hypothermia is real. But as far um, as we all know, everybody ultimately made it out all right, which 
good job, everybody. And if we get any bad news at any point, these jokes were all made before we found out any bad news. Correct. So, except for the frozen piss bucket, that I'll joke about oh, forever okay, because yeah. just the amount of frozen urine in that parking lot is absolutely revol- revolting. I saw so oh, what happens when it thaws. I I found so many frozen, like, bursted uh, cans of beer. Definitely oh, saw that. Uh, saw some coal. That looked like it wasn't cold anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great thing about walking your dog in that weather. Immediate, it's like, this is the time, by the way, Kansas Cityans with dogs, this is the time. Get out there, clean it up. You could, now don't, because it's still kind of gross. You can yeah. pick that up with your bare hand, and it's yeah. just, it's a block. Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> now don't. Again, don't. it's gross. But you Seth could. just said to pick up a poopsicle with your bare hands. Yeah. That's what it just happened. Really That's where we ended up today. Um, so, so look, I mean, I respect Mike McDaniel because he was the only supervising adult after the game that said, we're crazy. Like, you, yeah. you get that right. We're all crazy. His, his quote, in essence, was, we just did something crazy. Our season is over, and you have to be a crazy person, or you have to go to a crazy place to try to play football with your season on the line in that kind of weather, which brings me to the point that cannot be forgotten. Kids, he doesn't need to prove another thing to you all. He doesn't have to do anything. I know he's about to go on a new journey in his seven-year career. He ain't got to prove anything to you guys. Seth, did he throw a bad pass Saturday in windy, constant windy conditions and negative temperatures. The coldest game he's ever played in his career. Did he throw a bad pass? Because I'm not sure he threw a bad pass. I haven't charted him yet, but I'm not thinking about the top of my head. He had a couple to McCole Hardman that didn't land near McCole Hardman. But that's but more of the receiver. There were some, there were some other things happening, <laughs> um, which McCole Hardman going the route just, and, and I, I apologize for dragging this. No, it's okay. But McCole Hardman. It only explains like, how great the quarterback is. End. He thought he was a defensive end calling for a hold. And like he just quit mid route. Like my wife's watching, and I might wait. Like, Jazz talking? Jazz watched pretty much every minute of this game with me. Right. It's rare, and she had the greatest quote on Mahomes. And I'll, I'll come to that whenever we want to praise how Mahomes did. If it's now, I didn't see like a bad throw. The one to, to Hardman, the early one, should have been a touchdown. That's six. He lost it. It happens. Their red lights are tough. The other one, you're not a defensive end calling for a hold. You gotta finish the route, man. Even if you're not gonna be because Jazz turns me. She's like. Is he supposed to just quit during the middle of the play? I was like, he is not. That was an astute question. Other, the, another great jazz quote just about that. That fourth down scramble conversion in the first half, which, by the way, was when I knew the game was Well, no, I knew the game was over after that first Pacheco run. I was like, nope, this is not. This is just never going to happen. It's Spags. Well, Spags. Oh, we're going to get to him. Um, jazz looks at me. After that scramble, that fourth down scramble where, you know, he just did things. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, man, we need four yards real bad. Would 30 be enough? <laughs> <laughs> and he just, I love this comment, angry jerkin German who always has just the best quotes. Mahomes is unreasonably good. Yes. He's unreasonably good. So Jazz turns to me and like, because I was just like, holy cow, you know, with this scramble. She goes, you know, I like... She's like, I know he technically needs the other 10 guys out there, but 
And I was like, I know. And it was such a great commentary. And it was like, technically, he does need those 10 I mean, humans on the field. I mean, Jazz Donovan Smith hasn't been here in like a month. And he just showed up today. Yeah. 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 Donovan Smith's like, well, well, and to be fair, man, could you tell the Dolphins? There's so many storylines here. Boy, could you tell the Dolphins were down pass rushers and their only good pass rusher left is on the interior. And Trey Smith was like, I'm going to erase Joe Tooney too. Yeah. We're just awesome against him. Creed was great against him. But really, you saw what happens to a team that cannot get pressure on Mahomes with four guys. Because when they rushed four, he was flat-footed in the pocket. He's just standing there kind of looking around. Even he looks surprised. And then, so then, oh, well, we got to blitz him. Well, gee, hold on. Let me let me use my time machine to travel back in time, like four years, when Mahomes started becoming immune to blitzes. And that's where it just, honestly, the the the, the Dolphins are lucky they didn't lose by 40. Mm-hmm. And they were a couple of Chiefs kind of boneheaded mistakes away. Like, that was as comprehensive a beatdown as what happened earlier that day. It was just done in, you know, a ridiculous climate. And that kind of messed with things. Travis Kelsey, you know what? He he played like he wanted to be there, but a couple of his drops, that was like them old bones, man. The cold hits different. Was the uh, Mahomes technically needs the other 10 guys out there, Jazz is the magnum opus of the Mahomes take, or is there yet another Jazz Mahomes take? It that was the that was the that was the magnum opus. The like and, and Jazz is not a football fan. She loves me, I think. Eh. You know, she at least fakes it really well, so that's all that really counts. Eh. And so she will watch football and try to be interested, but she for her to be like, that guy is just different from everyone else out there, and he genuinely doesn't seem like he needs a team. And it's such a good, it's such a good quote on Mahomes to combine with the unreasonably good it is it's genuinely not fair i when like when i did the video like the agony of mahomes i called it where there was like uh, uh Pavarotti singing i can't remember what it's called in the background the really sad opera and a bunch of defenders grabbing their heads and gesturing and getting mad after he does ridiculous things that's patrick mahomes he's unreasonably good it's actually not fair so then let's go ahead and let's stay on the offensive side since we're here and since Jazz's analysis has brought us right up to the uh, right up to the yard marker. What's the most impressive thing that you guys saw from this Chiefs offense in this game? Because I've I've got like a I've got a button to put on each side of the ball with with the the overarching Mahomes success. Seth, where do you go for ah here? Because we all have to acknowledge the next we haven't mentioned it yet. Next up is the Bills. Yeah, Buffalo is next who's also banged up on defense. And I think there may be, their front four is in better shape. But I think there may be some corollaries in these games that has me like beginning to talk myself into a Chiefs win that I was not expecting to talk myself into at this point two weeks ago. Um, so, Seth, what's the most meaningful What's the most meaningful step that you saw from the Chiefs offense? Because even if Mahomes only kind of needs the other 10 guys, we've seen those 10 guys let him down quite a bit this year. Right. I think the most meaningful thing... We'll be right after the break. Ah! We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. KCSN.substack.com. 
With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Whether your New Year's resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like delivered right to your doorstep. Make saving time your breeziest resolution with quick, convenient recipes delivered right to you. Just choose your meals and select your delivery date. HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping, so all you'll have to do is open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step -step recipes to get cooking. HelloFresh can make cooking with your family fun, easy, and simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash KCSN free and use code KCSN free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash KCSN free with code KCSN free. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Now let's get back to the show. I know you guys don't realize it, but you are getting harder to, to do that too, just because you give away all the good stuff. I was waiting for you to say all the other stuff Jazz said, and then I was like, all right, Seth, no, let's, you said you'd let us figure out if we wanted to hear it right away or not. Tell us, what did Jazz say that changed the way you viewed football forever? But instead, I just had to go ahead and do it myself the old-fashioned way. My question stands, though. It was a real question. It wasn't a fake question. I actually hey, do want to talk about all that. Hey, hey angry, drunken German. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm okay with going hunting. Does it have to be with Dick Cheney? I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm <laughs> not. Comment. What's the original comment? If that's the answer, you could you could go with Alec Baldwin. I. What's going on? I mean, sorry, Drucky, angry Drucky chairman said they looks ready to go hunting with Dick Cheney, and I just have to respond that. Does it have to be Dick? That is some great flannel. You you look like you are doing home improvement with with uh with Tim Taylor back in the day. You look like you, my friend, 
Why, thank you. Reasonably frame up that door for me. Yes, why, thank you. Uh huh. Make sure to shimmy that in just right. Yeah. And uh, any faucets you need tightened? Like a dream. Yeah. That you are ready. You, my bathroom needs some remodeling, and you are the man who could do that for me while your zany sidekick destroys everything in grunts. Now, look, it's gonna, it's gonna look our estimate. We're just a tick off, okay? It's gonna be a little higher. Yes. <laughs> and look, we're here. We're already here. You want yeah. the service? We're gonna do it. We're gonna do you right. We're gonna do you right. We yeah. just need about twenty more supplies and about thirty more men. Yeah. And uh, yeah, give us about six more weeks, and yeah, it'll be just. It quote. It'll be quote. just. It's just a quote, you know. Like, no. I can't predict how the weather's gonna affect the job, you know. And look, your wife is adding more things because I've yeah. talked her into doing that. Yeah. And um, yeah, the quote, you know, the quote's just a starting point. She was originally okay with ash. Now she wants oak. I mean, these things, these things happen. Yeah, these things happen. Project. You know, and look, just think about how you're going to feel when it's all done. Just think about how it's going to look. You're going to walk in. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be from work because you're going to need to sell your car. Right. But and, and look, this is a, this is a place where after you come off the 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 range with a few ducks in your hand, you can have a nice dinner with Dick Cheney, who lives just over there. Who's right there. Right over there. Dick Cheney, big guy, big guy. So Josh is back. Does it have to be Dick, you said, Nate? You said, does it have to be Dick? So, I thought it was a fair question. <laughs> Our yeah. first we thought we thought that Josh was reading the comments. He wasn't. He wasn't. And so hey, hey, everybody, Josh, Josh listens to the show. How about that? Hey, Josh is paying attention while Nate and I are just staring. You know these words keep popping up. And the Levi man- says uh, <laughs> says saw the break coming from a mile away. It was like Matthew McConaughey and Interstellar. Don't answer, Seth. <laughs> 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 Oh, no, I really, I honestly, just so everyone knows, this, this is not, I'm not faking it. He's kidding me. And that's why it's legitimately driving me crazy. Um, gosh. All right, Chiefs offense, what you got, Seth? What what yes, jumped out so to you on the, the tape, on the tizzle, on the reel? I would love to say that it's the offensive line because they dominated the game. And they did. Let me just say, if the if the Chiefs' offensive line has games like that moving forward, like yeah, we, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's like a problem for everybody. Yes, yeah. yes. Barring another team putting up forty, they're winning the Super Bowl. Hey, O line. But Hunnevin Smith moved people. He did. It was he, wild. He got out in space in the run game. Whoa! I was I was very impressed. Trey Smith was flawless. Creed Humphrey was just oh, great outside of one. One, you know, ice, ice, uh, ice snap, just an icicle snap. Yeah. Um, Trey had a Trey had a hold that it was a hole. It was a hole. He tried, you know, it was either the play was going to be like a stuff. So I want to say the offensive line, but the better thing that I think is going to be more applicable moving forward was the narrowing of the offense to where Andy Reid, <laughs> he basically. It was a very high school cafeteria. Some people can sit here and everyone else. You can No, no, you can sit at the next table. No, no, you can't sit at the next table. You can sit at the third table. But the guys at this table are Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, and Isaiah Pacheco. This is where the cool kids are sitting. We might let some people come over and talk to us for a minute. 
But like, if you linger, it's going to be weird for everyone. Like, hey, Justin Watson, yeah, you came in for a second. You, you're going to go sit back over there, right? Like, you're not going to. And that, they, they narrowed it down. And with that, they had to expand Rasheed Rice's role. Uh-huh. Because he had multiple catches that were not bubble screens or like a quick hitch or whatever. And he responded. It's kind of, normally what Andy Reid says, there's a lot of coach speak there. But when he says at every step of the way, Rasheed Rice has taken an expanded role and done more with it, you've seen it. Um, and then he's done well with it. And that's not easy to do. Most guys, he was like up there in the top of the league in like yards per route run and stuff early in the year. But normally when you increase the 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 amount of targets someone's getting, that efficiency naturally drops. And with Rice, he just keeps going. So that's the biggest thing is the narrowing and the expanding. The narrowing of 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 who the guys are and everyone else is a bit player. Richie James, you'll get one or two targets. Cole Hardman, we'll see if you get a couple targets next game. I don't know. Dang it, I wish he would have caught. At least he showed he can separate deep, though. He did. It's like, at least at least that's on film. No, what, that's Except it. for when he's getting held, and then he actually can't, but that's understandable. It should be a penalty. Yeah. Well, no, that, that should have been a million percent been a penalty. But, like, they, they did, you know, Justin Watson had his one great catch, and it was a great catch. It's a great catch. It's like, man, I don't know why they ever run Watson any routes besides outbreakers deep, because he can catch things that are just unbelievable over there. Justin Watson's only route should be throw yourself at the sideline and ca- the ball will be out of bounds. Your feet will be on green and we're going to go ahead and take about 10 yards out of it. Good, that, good. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what it has to be. Now we'll see how the Bills respond to the narrowing and the expanding. Do the Bills game plan around, because you, you can't, you can always say, well, we're going to think about this guy and this guy and this guy. There's always one, right? Now, Mahomes is the one. So, I'm sorry. There's always one weapon. Yep. And it's always Travis Kelsey for the for this season. And the and, and the Dolphins and the Dolphins played defense specifically for him, and yet it didn't work. Yeah, which was unfortunate for them. Fangio, Vic Fangio is a great defensive coordinator, but he does need his guys. He did not have his guys. And I, you, you mentioned it earlier. I've never blamed a defensive coordinator less for blitzing Patrick Mahomes. Because yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I, it, blitzing Mahomes doesn't work. Sending you, me, and Justin Houston at him in 2024 also wasn't going to work. <laughs> I mean, right. so that like that that's not a a, a a negative mark on my Vic Fangio memories yeah. because man, dude was dude was cooking with nothing in the pantry. He he had zero <laughs> options because again, the plays where Mahomes dropped back and they rushed four, it just didn't work. I mean, he was going to, all right, there's one, two, three up. I guess I go to the backside. One, two. Huh, I've gone through five reads. No one's open. I could scramble, but I don't really need to. I wonder if Brittany's doing okay up there. Is she kind of cold? <laughs> like, you could, like, just see him just like, man, I'm glad we didn't bring Sterling to this one. That would have been way too cold. Oh, I should probably throw the ball. Hey, trap came open. There he is. Like, you, you can't win games that way, so you start blitzing. Well, the problem when Mahomes knows a blitz is coming, one thing I didn't like what they were doing is they were they were sending, like, you know, six six guys, but they were bringing them in from the secondary, and it's it takes too long because what Mahomes is going to do, he's just going to drift back, 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 and you got to sack him 25 yards behind the line of scrimmage, but it's bought all this time, and he just bloop, over your head. Yep. So th- that's my big takeaway from the offense. 
Obviously, red zone stuff's still an issue, but the big positive takeaway was that narrowing to the guys. They've got three dudes on offense, and they ran through them. Hey, Josh, can I stat you down? I was going to stat you up, actually. So oh. I was, was going to say, hey, I can stat you up. You want to stat me down? Yeah, let me stat you down before you stat me back up. All right. Uh, the Chiefs, on their first 24 plays, so this obviously is the opening script, and a little beyond. On the first 24 plays, 21 were either a Isaiah Pacheco handoff. I like Isaiah Pacheco. That you had it, actually. Pacheco. Pacheco. Of the... <laughs> Let me restart. On 21 of the first 24 plays of the game for the Kansas City Chiefs were either a handoff to Isaiah Pacheco or a target to Travis Kelsey or Rasheed Rice. 21 of the first 24 plays. That's playoff football right there. Yes, it is. And that's knowing your personnel and saying, boys, we all we got. (laughs) We's all we got, and we need to get it done. So on these first 15, you're getting all the touches, all the targets. And it worked to to their credit. It worked to the to the Chiefs coaching staff credit. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they lean into that even more uh, this upcoming week because having three viable options is enough for Patrick Mahomes. That's kind of what was proven on Saturday. Snap me up, all, Josh. First of all, whenever you set up uh, IJ, Isaiah Pachekovs in the first quarter, you got to pay him off by the third quarter. Everyone knows that about Pachekovs' <laughs> gun. That's really important. Um, secondarily, these are just like big counting stat numbers, but they are absolutely egregious when you when you take the time to look at them. So Patrick Mahomes throws 41 passes in this game, 12 targets through Rasheed Rice, 10 to Travis Kelsey, Three to McCall Hardman, actually. He only caught the one for three. Uh, but then nobody else even had three targets. Again, that was Hardman, and and really, we're just, let's say one of those penalties get call, gets called. That never goes down as a target. We are talking about two targets for anybody not named Rasheed Rice or Travis Kelsey, and then 24 carries for Isaiah Pacheco. That is That was also my, my big takeaway from the offensive side. This is a four-man offense. Three weapons, Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, the offensive line as a unit. But I think at some point, if they're going to beat the Ravens, some wide receiver will have to make a play who's not named Rasheed Rice. I, someone's going to have to do that. Didn't have to happen against Miami. Might not have to happen against Buffalo with with where their defense is at right now. They are literally running practice squad linebacker. They are called up practice squad run, a linebacker, led the team in tackles yesterday. This is he. Yes. They, they were hit in his first defensive snaps of twenty twenty three four. Wow, that's not super ideal. No, no, because they're down some safeties too, if I recall. That's safeties, I actually think there might be the only spot they're healthy. They're corners. It's corners. Kyrie Elam. Kyrie Elam played like eighty percent of the snaps and had a pick, which you know Mason Rudolph shout out. But I mean, it it is a it is a defense that again I think I think the front four is in better shape than than Miami's was, but. Everything else is in is in pretty rough shape. Anything else on the offensive side before we uh, before we let Tucker uh, talk a little bit here in the middle, and then we go to the defense because I think defensively is maybe the the biggest story of this game. I have one very quick inside the locker room story to share about a specific uh, specific offensive player. Can't wait. Are we ready? I'm so ready. Now, this is a rare occurrence, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, 
I go from one side of the locker room to the other. You're just going back and forth, offense, defense, because they, they separate the guys based on their position groups. And the corner over there is Harrison Bucker, Tommy Townsend, James Winchester. Everybody else is offense or defense. So sort of going backwards. And I go, oh. And I, and I quoted him in the story, uh, which you can read on The Athletic. But, oh, uh, it looks to me like Donovan Smith has is dressed and he is ready to talk. Okay. Hadn't talked to him in a while because he obviously had his next stinger injury that took him out the last five weeks. Okay. Let's go to Donovan Smith. Donovan, what was it like out there? Was it cold? I mean, that's basically how every interview started in the locker room. Hello, Trent McDuffie. Was it cold? It's like every that's <laughs> every interaction during cold snaps in Minnesota. By the way, still cold out there. Hey, hey, Justin Reed, talk us through how cold it was. And I was just like, all right, guys, I get it. Where's the football questions? That's why I'm here. Okay, we got through the we got through the football questions. Donovan Smith still sweaty. Um, you know, but he just got out of a, I mean, a sauna of a shower, I'm assuming. And all right, man, Tyus, all right, he, he's got the towel. He's ready. He's ready to go. Okay. He's actually, well, okay. We talked about the cold, talked about the cold. Well, what do you know? Is that someone on my left shoulder coming? Whoa. And this is a rarity, kids. Andy Reid walked back into the locker room. And this was the quote extended his right hand to which Donovan Smith in the middle of an interview paused, extended his right hand. There was a handshake. Andy Reid to Donovan Smith, quote, I'm proud of you, man. Great job. And then he points to me. Make sure you get that in there. And then he walks off. And I said, Sure, coach. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good, coach. Now, for a writer, kind of hard to write that in there when there's so many other things going on in the game. Oh no, it's just you know, Coach Andy Reid, proud of left tackle Donovan Smith. <laughs> Some coaches still know how to lead a franchise. You know, something like that. Something like that. But hey, Seth, maybe it's the film. It wasn't a flow is all I'm getting at. Uh, I know there are multiple people in the Chiefs organization who listen to this podcast, and we thank them and we appreciate them. So I'm I'm assuming one of those people will uh, inform Andy Reid that I did give this anecdote and that it, 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 I did get it in there. It's just it's in the podcast, Coach. Um, but it was quite a moment yeah. for Andy to uh, come back into the locker room and point out uh, a guy who had not played again in five weeks, who played pretty well given the circumstances and not having Wanya Morris, not even having his backup uh, because obviously he was still in the concussion protocol. So, um, look, this is why they signed him all the way back in, uh, I believe, April or May after the draft. And for that game, he gave them uh, very good production. So it, it was a fascinating detail for Andy Reid to walk up to Donovan Smith and say that, and then again, use his right index to point at me. Make sure you get that in there. Now, it wasn't like mean or malicious. It was just very noted. You get that in there now. Two two things. First of all, that... We we turned that into the social video from this episode today, and that's going to go around. More people are going to see it. Andy Reid's going to be even happier with you, Nate. 
this is layers on layers, mm-hmm. which goes to the thought that, hey, yeah, whoever whoever listens to the show from, from inside those walls at Arrowhead, make sure Andy Reid knows that Nate mentioned the Donovan Smith story. Don't feel like you have to tell him about the whole Dick Cheney thing. Well, and just like the whole I time mean... Nate was like, does it have to be Dick? Like you could skip, you don't have to tell anybody about that part and then do say the story. But uh, you know what the D in Tucker D. Franklin stands for? Tucker Dick Franklin, uh, go ahead and tell us about our great friends at DraftKings. It also stands for DraftKings. What's up, Tucker? Hi, Josh. Uh, I appreciate the intro, as always. And DraftKings Sportsbook, you know them as an official sports betting partner of the NFL and an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. Uh, They're bringing you an electric offer that'll make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Early looks at the uh, Chiefs Bills line. Chiefs are dogs. Patrick Mahomes, dog on the road, two and a half point uh, underdogs as they travel to Buffalo. If you want to get in on that action, you got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code KCSN. New customers can bet just five bucks, get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility in deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Back to you, Josh. A lot of good stuff in the comment section today. I know it made at least me and Seth laugh because he already highlighted it in the comments from Nick and just saying, I wish my dad would say he's proud of me. <laughs> uh, that's really good. Uh, Adams, did anybody bring a St. Bernard with a little whiskey barrel to the postgame presser to warm people Ooh. up? That would be that would have been so welcomed, I'm sure. <laughs> Devin says, make Andy happy again. Um, that's pretty good. So, and, and, and uh, by the way, Cal, 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 softer Tucker. Yeah, Cal Coffee uh, asks, Andy never comes back into the locker room at all, right? Correct. He he rarely does that. Um, that's how big of a win. Uh, it was for the for the team and um yeah i mean you know you might get that on like a hey we clinched the division uh you might get that if someone had like an an amazing performance um but yeah that's that's one of those rarities where coach comes back into the locker room while the reporters are in and he sort of sort of just over you know it's just in some ways he kind of becomes like a uh he kind of becomes just an just a observer honestly and uh and yeah he made that he made that uh he made that decision so me and coach have had quite the dynamic uh year i would like to say um but yeah but again i'm sure somebody from the from the uh from the organization will get that across now now seth what is the equivalent i i've been thinking about this and holding this question in as we transition to the defense you know as someone who uh leans on you for for many advice Feeling kind of irrelevant right now. I can't look at Josh while you talk. We can't do this show. Why? 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 You what can't look at me when Nate talks. No, no, just the look on your face because I, I was I was doing a text and Nate started doing a text. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, you were definitely listening to your phone, and then Nate started hosting and asking you a question, and I got very self-conscious, like, well, what do I even do here? I wasn't at a game. <laughs> no, 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 I just, I just want to... No, dude, you're, it's Nate, it's you're doing a great job. That's the problem. I, no, I just, you're on... As we, as like, we turn, do you, do you as we, think, do you think that Pacheco gets a little annoyed when he sees Mahomes running with the ball? He's like, "You're doing that too. Like, you can do that at least. You're Patrick Mahomes." Or he's like, "Thank God." Oh, <laughs> a- a- angry drunk, drunken German gives us the segue we need. He says, "Yep, time for the guys to go over the D." So yeah, go ahead, Nate. Yeah. So as we, as we, as we rise on the defense. <laughs> What is the equivalent from a lawyer perspective of? All right, I know he about to. I know he about to do this motion. L- hold on, hold on. If this was back in the day with clients, hey, okay, okay. Look now, what I'm thinking is, in this situation, he might do a certain motion. Okay, now I'm not sure what validity it has to it, but like this is just kind of procedural, and he's just being it. Just kind of being a dick. So you're just gonna have to sit through it. Whoa, whoa, language. That is every that is every time you prepare anyone for cross examination. Yep. Look, here's the deal. It's gonna feel personal. It's gonna be stupid. They're gonna try to rattle you. They're just doing a job. They don't actually hate you. It's gonna feel argumentative. Do mm-hmm. not start to argue with the lawyer. Say yes or no. Or no and, and move it and keep handle, it moving. I yes. will handle redirect. If you think that this yes. is the point. Let me take care of it. Let me be the lawyer. And the people you're advising that your witnesses follow that advice like 20% of the time. time. <laughs> it depends on how mean you are. I've gotten meaner the longer I've practiced. Hey, it's like, how about that? I actually had a judge give me a shit when I was doing defense work. <laughs> the judge was in the middle of talking about something my client uh, may or may not have done. And he started to like speak up in the middle of it. And I, I actually made a noise like, hurry. <laughs> like I was talking like one of my kids. And I like, Right now, or I swear to God, I will resign in front of the judge. <laughs> and then what? And then he just, and he was, he was a, he was a nice guy. So, and but so that the judge after was like, I didn't know you had that in you, Mister Kaiser. And I was like, Your Honor, I don't know what you're referring to. And I, uh, <laughs> coughed a little, and I apologize. So yes, that's the equivalent of that. So what is the equivalent of a motion that goes from too high to single high? Back to did they just rotate three sixty to two hundred? Now that's lawyer. What are you doing? That was that is the that is one of my. I think I uh, I think I I finally once I had so the person that initially tweeted the dots yeah yeah that motion just did it like a chant spag 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 spags. <laughs> And what I think I tweeted when I finally got the all 22 and quoted, I just, I think I tweeted, Spags is a psychopath. <laughs> like, what kind of psychotic thing is that to do? Tyreek Hill starts to run his go and you can see him like slow bleeping. They're like, what bleep are they doing? Like, what? It's so funny. I have never seen that. I'm sure it's happened many times. But like you said, it doesn't, I, 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 I do think it served a purpose, but you can disguise your motion just with like a normal back and forth movement a hinge. as a as a yeah a hinge as opposed to a clock like this is not necessary in that I thought it was disrespectful that they held hands and then just spun around <laughs> two kids on a playground just oh. yeah yeah for the next play they had George Karloftis throw Drew Tranquil at the quarterback <laughs> it was so funny 
And and I like seriously that that's a great analogy though, where it's like, man, he's just being a jerk right now. But it was such a psychotic thing to do. Because but it also did serve a function, sort of, not doing it that way. That was just mean spirited. And I've I've used that term when Bro, practicing the law. The throw was there. Like it, the, the throw was there. Well, the the receiver was there. The re- yes, yes. Was, yeah, the, but the quarterbacking, the, but it's still. I think, I think my it was point all is up in his head. Yes, I think my point is is like I. I this is one of the few times I'm going to disagree with Mitchell Schwartz, who I love and adore. But Mitchell was like, it didn't affect anything, and I'm like, no, 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 Mitch, no, 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 no. His first reads Tyreek Hill, and why? Because they showed single high man. Yes, yes, and and. And they both short circuited, literally at the same time. Right now, then, give now give credit to Tua, who was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go for him." <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, okay. Oh, holy shit! Are they running? Huh? Are they running single hot? Okay, Green Haiti hot. The he looks up. What the hell? <laughs> no, 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 no! And he didn't freak out. He went well, well, he, that game. that is literally what he does. He said, "No, no, 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 no! He, Get to the other side of the field! Oh my God, he's open! Try my back! He's gonna eat me!" So, his brain—it should not take an NFL quarterback three full seconds to go from one read to two. Yes, even if it's to the back side, and that's what happened. Is his brain stopped? Working for like half a like, second. Yes. It was like, oh man, I can't believe they're giving me single high man with Tyreek. In the middle and of so the he field. Motions, he motions the running back to the left side of the field to just completely leave. Oh, I'm going to leave him all alone. Which, by the way, it is still a Jerry Sneed. And like, you can't rule out the idea that he might just actually execute a hip toss <laughs> and start punching Tyreek while he's on the ground. Because that's it's that Louisiana Tech. We talked about this. Yeah. When Jamar Chase acted like he wanted the smoke. No, he no you don't. No, no, you don't. He does. There's no way. Which, by the way, shout out to Tyreek Hill for having a sense of humor. Um, yes. But, yes. Yeah. But the so, I mean, he thought he had the look he dreamed about in this game. And so when that all fell apart, it took him a solid second. And a second in the NFL is an eternity. To, to kind of reassess and get back to their side. And the receiver, I think it was Jalen Waddle, to his credit, he won against mm-hmm. man coverage because basically it was basically two man. Is two, yes. two deep safeties. Yes. And he won the the I think I think he ended up against Justin Reed, which is not an ideal matchup. Yes, it's based on them splitting Yep. Basically them splitting or, you know, going over one another on the route concept and then cutting inside, which leaves Kind of the rover that Justin Reed is supposed to be kind of out leverage because he thought he thought he was going to go wide and then he cut yep. and then he cut across and, his and, face and he had to he had to leverage one direction or another because Jalen Waddle and he's he's quick he's, he's correct way too fast yes so the there's a couple problems there is that yes he was open for sure but the problem is it took three seconds actually like three and a half to get there and in the meantime Charles Amenihue is just walking that guard just right in to your lap and you're trying to make a throw and you can't because in the meantime the edge pressure was getting there too and that's why it was overthrown so to say two things can be true at the same time yes it can be true that he made a throw towards an open receiver and the coverage fooled him and it affected the play it was just such a psychotic thing to do though like i i'm just curious when spags drew that up if 
Edwards and Connor looked at him and like Connor's like Edwards is a veteran and Connor like says to like Edwards like is this is this normal in the league man Edwards <laughs> like no <laughs> it's like so it was it was so much fun to watch um I I think I I, I took a poll on Twitter and I think people want me to write about spags and that's one of the plays I'm going to write about. Um, and then I, I, there's just a few other times he just shifted the look so often. And then other times he just lined up like this is high school cover two. And that's exactly what they ran. We're like, nobody moved a muscle pre-snap. And you could just see Tua was just, it's got to be like the scene in a horror movie where nothing is happening and it is mortifying. <laughs> We're oh, just like, yeah, no, no door just... has gotten broken down in 10 minutes. No one's gotten <laughs> shot. No one's had a finger chopped off. What this looks like high school cover two. What's happening? <laughs> okay, it was just cover two. <laughs> On to the next, I guess. You know, that that feels like that was the pattern. Yeah, it was. it was the last... 20 minutes of A Quiet Place 2. From Colby in the comments had my, maybe my favorite comment of this whole day that's, of course, been very phallic in the comments today. Tucker, Donovan Smith, I'm proud of you, Franklin. That's what the D and Tucker D. Franklin stands for. It stands for Donovan Smith, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Colby, that's really funny. That's uh, this is this is reductive about the defense. I'm glad that you guys went straight to that little rotation and that psychosis and all of that because it's a, it is so emblematic of how it felt like that game was going and what Spags did. Somebody else earlier on said he didn't unzip. He dropped trout. That game was like tearaway pants. Just you could hear yeah. cutting, snapping. Yes. But here's here's again a kind of a reductive, but but incredible thing. The Chiefs defense allowed one impactful offensive play in this game. Literally exactly one consequential Miami Dolphins offensive play, and it was an unfortunately bad rep for Trent McDuffie, and it was Tyreek Hill doing something that almost nobody else in the sport is turning into seven points. Right. And that was literally it. Th this this was a 30 to nothing football game that had one play of Tyreek Hill bailing out Tua on an underthrow and then housing it. That's unbelievable in terms of playing the results of, you know, a defense that's been chasing shutouts this year and the times they've gotten really close or whatever. They they were one play away from shutting out the Dolphins, and that's not the side of the ball that was banged up all, all week and that has been falling apart over the last month. They held the Dolphins' offense to, to virtually uselessness with one Tyreek Hill exception. That's amazing. And and the stat that I think needs to be um, really accentuated here or emphasized is, I mean, look, I it's hard to do because they have Devon Enchant. They have Raheem Moser, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. Yes, all those guys are banged up, but it's January. Everybody's banged up to some degree. But they're out there, and obviously they're very skilled. Josh, they had... Let me look. Let me let me let me just double check. Let me double check real quick. They had no snaps in the red zone. Zero. That's crazy. That's they had, crazy. They had no snaps in no red zone. It feels impossible. 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 So yeah, we didn't talk about the Chiefs in the red zone earlier. We might get to some of that on Thursday. We'll just Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that is. But right, right. Yes. So. Look, I just, Tua is human, okay? And he's my height, 
And he's just trying to get through the season, guys. He doesn't want to have another concussion. We all know about his his injury with, with, with head injuries. His history, I should say, with head injuries. And look, he got to the finish line, and he deserves massive credit for that because that is one of the biggest question marks for him going into the season. He also had all of his weapons, and the Chiefs realized he can't throw the ball past 15 yards. Because he was wearing a sweatshirt underneath his jersey. Either that or, like, three layers of long underwear. You can't – rookie mistake. You can't move as well when you wear that many layers. Didn't Brady solve this with the wetsuit? I thought we had solved this. Yes. I thought Brady wearing the wetsuit was just yeah. going to be the thing that quarterbacks did for the rest of time. Be like water. Get in there. Dive in. Flow with it. Let it I flow through you. Let it flow through you. Seth, I don't know how many comments will have to cooperate this before you do believe me, but that was Brady's cool leather move. He wore a wetsuit under his stuff. Scuba, scuba, that, scuba, scuba. That makes sense. I can see that. When I when I swam with manatees, I was wearing a wetsuit that That's kept right, me from freezing my freezing my Dick Cheney off. <laughs> so, it's by the way, the the, the commenters are in playoff mode because really one, good stuff today. One really Dick proud Cheney of and we were we were in shambles over here. <laughs> Post Spags Dick Clarity. <laughs> says D clarity, man. You didn't have to add that. I, I, I had to. I mean, I know what it means. Um, so it's all that subtext with giant text. <laughs> I, know, I know what it means. I know what the D means. Um, it sounds like it sounds like an old grandmother. I know what you ladies are talking about. You didn't think it was hard back in my day. What? I don't know. So, um, with everything said, with with everything said, they didn't have a. They didn't have a touch in the red zone. They didn't have a touch in the red zone. And they realized Tua couldn't throw it deep accurately. And Spag sort of adjusted to that. Keep a keep a keep an umbrella over him. And yeah, it's just it's just incredible that um, you know, Nick Bolton, immaculate performance. Leo Chanel, how dare you run on first down on my watch? Um, you know, Seth said uh, about Tershawn Wharton. Tershawn Wharton becoming a legitimate rotational guy again. Further away from his ACL injury, Charles Amenahu basically looked us dead in our eye in the locker room and said, I didn't come here for divisions. I came for Super Bowls. And I was like, dog, the game been over. Game's been over. You ain't got to say it like that. Game been over. We good? We good? Okay. Woo. Uh, you know, Chris Jones didn't have to do much because Chris Jones was devouring double teams. I mean, it was just, it, I mean, and obviously everybody knows about, it's easy to evaluate. I think cornerback play when you when you can see it when you can just be like oh Tyreek Hill was open and then he wasn't that's Trick McDuffie like oh you need two yards oh you want you want want to do a little rub great oh you're open <laughs> no no you're not no you're not Man. you're not open Tread McDuffie I it's a shame he, he had a rough play on the ball Tyreek made a Hall of Fame level play on him which is unfortunate because some of the plays McDuffie made against the run like. Like I wrote about Nick Bolton, which man, we didn't even get to him. Um, I some of the plays McDuffie made to to protect the edge, him and Snead both. Those guys, there is no cornerback tandem like them in the league. There might be a cornerback tandem that's maybe as good in coverage. Maybe that's tough. That is tough because they they have such different skill sets. Right, McDuffie's physical, but Snead is just a brawler, and it's hilarious. But like. 
they're both so good against the run. Like, everything they do is so good. And I just, man, Trent McDuffie and LeJerry Sneed were just so tough. I'm so excited to watch them take away Stefan Diggs' will to play football again. <laughs> you think that's going I would be shocked if it didn't happen. Did you see? Did you see I'm, I'm just saying. They, I mean, they're going to. What yardage similar. marker do you think he's going to be on the sideline of whenever he's watching the Chiefs celebrate after the game? Oh, come on, John. They probably won't do confetti since it's in Buffalo, right? <laughs> they are going to have a clear game plan to try to adjust for what the Chiefs did in that first match. Right. You can never do the same thing twice. It's going to be funny when they're like, you know, today we're actually going to have Trent shadow you instead or something oh. weird. And just like, and what we're going to have Legarius actually do is spear Gabe Davis at the line of scrimmage and then actually do a jackhammer on him right there on the field. And because he's built the rep he has, the reps will let him do it. They will. The things he was, that most of it was legal, but there yes. were a few times where you literally like seven, eight yards down the field. He's just, oh, just mauling guys. And it's like, yeah, a rep will allow you to do that. Richard Sherman got away with it for years. Yep. And so it was. It was good. Also, Nick Bolton was was great. Like, yeah, you want to give yeah. give us the elevator pitch real quick, Seth? You um, broke you broke my heart. Uh, but you wrote about something uh, on the Chief of the North newsletter, mnchiefsfan.substack.com. By the way, George Tranquil still good, still really good, no, still Drew really, still really good. good. It's just a really great game as well. It's just oh, like, hey, Nate, can you are you comfortable speaking on Millie Gay for five seconds? Or there's just been a lot of. Yeah, sure. Twitter Let, confusion. Let's, let's do Bolton, and then I'll okay. get to get. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Sure. So I wrote about Nick Bolton, and I wrote in the, I think the headline, um, that Nick Bolton played the best his best game of the season and maybe his career against Miami. I think that's true. Um, I think it was the best game of his career. People are going to talk about the Super Bowl. I, look, please don't make me sound like a hater. Catching a fumble that you didn't force and running that in is not – it's it's a decent play. It's not a great play. He made great plays against Miami time after time. And not just against the run, because we talked about this last week. Stopping Miami starts with the run. You you yes. protect the perimeter. Yes. And he was a huge part of that. The other thing that he did, multiple screen plays, multiple, you know, dump offs, short throws. He did a great job limiting some of those plays where Miami tries to grab extra yards after catch not even letting them get started, and he did it in high-leverage moments. Um, multiple third downs, multiple early downs where he got them behind the sticks. Bolton played an absolutely fantastic game. And you can read more about it on the Chief of the North newsletter. Yeah. Um. So, Nate, there was a a tweet that, that popped off last night from Willie Gay, but understand, and hey, you know what? I'm actually glad that, that Chiefs fans are at a media literacy level to question, rightfully, yeah, whether sure. what was going on here. Because yeah. it's a it's a new account from Willie Gay Jr. It's not verified. Not that that matters anymore. Nope. Um, but he did. He, this is the account that tweeted out the snowball video that made the rounds and all of that. That I don't think could have come out any other way. But but so I'll let you kind of validate. But the tweet from Willie Gay yesterday was: It's looking like I probably played my last game in Arrowhead. Damn, I'm gonna miss that place. Nothing like it. let's go get this ring and end it the right way. Um, and again, some people going: Is this actually Willie Gay's Twitter account? Yeah, we have no reason to think it's not. Um. You know, I've talked to a couple of people. They they believe it was legitimate. Um, you know, we're obviously looking forward to talking to Willie Gay, if not tomorrow, sometime during the week when the Chiefs are obviously practicing in preparation for the Buffalo Bills. But look, um, this is something that I also uh, thought of earlier today 
Josh. And again, uh, as a reporter, I just want to get the facts straight, guys. Um, Josh, do you know that we are less than two months from free agency? That's crazy. It's That's every, nuts. everything moves so fast in this league. Um, and yet the league season is entirely too long. We do not need 17 weeks. We don't need, we don't need 17 games. We don't need 18 weeks. We definitely don't need 18 games, 19 weeks, which probably going to happen in a couple of years. So please just expand the rosters. These dudes are tired. They're hurt. Somebody in the, in the, PA, get that across. Anyway, free agency begins on March 13th, kids. Um, Willie Gay has representatives. Their job is to understand where he fits in the market should he reach the market. The only way he wouldn't reach the market is if the Chiefs signed him to a deal, which is likely not to happen, um, and, or they would have signed the deal by now, or agreed to it, I should say, and they could obviously use a franchise tag, which they're not going to use that on him. Um and there's obviously the Nick Bolton part of all this, which is um, sometimes because you draft so well, you have to choose. It looks like the Chiefs are probably going to choose Nick Bolton with a contract extension over Willie Gay. Now, he has to know how his future looks when he might start a new chapter in two months' time. He has to. He has to know what his future could be. And the way it's trending likely leads him to think that he might have played his last game at Arrowhead. And we should commend and respect him being honest and willing enough to tell us that in a public format when the season's still going on. And obviously it's the most important game of their season is upcoming. Now, a player who went through a similar situation, and I said this on 610 earlier today, Josh, is uh, the player that comes to mind to me um, in this way. He did not say it publicly, but there was an understanding that this was Juan Thornhill's last season. Juan Thornhill looked up and said, oh, they drafted him in the second round, and he good? Yeah, I'm going to need to see what's out there on that market. Uh, now, obviously, what Willie is trying to do is what Juan did, play well in the postseason, help the team win a Super Bowl, maximize your earning potential, and go perhaps to the highest bidder that you think you can play at a very good to even better level than you showed earlier in the in the league. That is what Juan Thornhill did, signing with the Cleveland Browns. They had a very good defense. He did not play well on Saturday, and it was sad. Now, we don't know what's going to happen with Willie Gay, but Willie Gay has a clear indication or has – he's able to understand that um, based on the business of football, he likely won't be back. And if he wants to tell you how he feels now – accept him at his word. And Seth and I have already accepted that he's going to be a pro bowler with the Ravens or something, and that will be kind of hard for all of us. It could definitely happen. You know, the Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons Lions could, feel great. could all use an all-world athletic linebacker. Yes. Yeah. And that it'll be interesting. I wonder, I wonder, this is real, we can, this is a conversation we can have in March but I wonder if the Chiefs would have used that draft pick on Willie Gay, knowing exactly who he was and how he ended up fitting. And I wonder if some other team won't be thrilled to pay Willie Gay whatever they'll pay him just because of how he fits into a different team's vision. And yeah. um, I, I have no reason to think the Chiefs are regretful for it. It's worked out no. pretty well, and he's you... been a meaningful part of this defense. But it's a wild, it's, it's an interesting match. Yeah, and this is where the league gets diabolical, guys. It's designed for you to not succeed past a two- to three-year window. The Chiefs are on window six. Yeah. They're in the sixth right. 
run of the Patrick Mahomes window. And again, the barometer has been the AFC Championship game. And again, every draft pick they've had has not been a premier top of the round pick, unless they've moved up, of course. Uh, and this is the price you pay when you draft well. You cannot retain everybody. Um, so that's just that's just the case. I mean, if they could have had Juan Thornhill on this team, they would have. Guess what? They drafted Shamari Connor, who what? Looks pretty good. Uh, even after they drafted, of course, uh, Brian Cook, who had an amazing season before he got hurt in Green Bay So as a first-time starter. So there's... There's ramifications for all this. You kind of have to play at an all-pro level. And guess what, guys? They're getting all-pro production from luxurious thinking. Guess what? This diabolical mechanism means we get to keep you on the team for another year. It really is diabolical. What do you say? Oh, we hamstring your ability to negotiate on the open market, but it gives us more time to get a deal done. That benefits both of us. And that won't build any animosity. Just ask Christian. <laughs> well, on that dire note, um, that's as as concerning and diabolical as that all feels. That's an hour. That's a show for us. Uh, we have done a very light amount of looking ahead to what we're saying and mm-hmm. thinking about the bills. And this is a Tuesday that we're doing the show right now. We'll be back on Thursday. So you're only going to be without us for one day. We'll have one day to get our thoughts together and uh, to start hearing everything from Chiefs press conferences, all of that. Again, go read Seth's piece and why he thinks the Chiefs should make Nick Bolton the highest-paid linebacker in the NFL this upcoming offseason. You can go read that at the Chief of the North newsletter, mnchiefsfan.substack.com. I don't think Seth was listening. And uh, <laughs> Nate's post-game story and everything else uh, of his you can read over on theathletic.com. That it for everybody? Seth, you want to say anything about how you weren't listening and then Nate can get us out of here? I don't understand how you and Jazz are the mm. two people that are so good at telling when I'm not listening. Although, to be fair, I don't mask it as well with you, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, seriously, I there's like the the similarities can drive me to grow. I'm going to start tilting my head a little bit. Like when I'm talking, he's just like, you know, if I imagine him without the facial hair. Ooh, Nate, get me out of here. <laughs> oh, so look, guys. Uh, it's been a wonderful time. And I'm going to just, I'm going to, I'm going to share with you my feelings, right? It was a few weeks ago that I told you that I got, I got emotional watching the Barry Sanders documentary because I don't care what Walter Payton did. I don't care what Jim Brown did. I mean, I kind of do care, but they never made me feel the way I felt watching Barry Sanders play. And that documentary did a fine job of bringing me back into my nostalgic lane. I say this last week that when the, when it ends it ends so quickly and to Seth's point it ended for the Miami Dolphins the moment they tried to tackle Isaiah Pacheco it ends so quickly but on the other side is sitting on my couch Sunday becoming emotional for the Detroit Lions and that's why the playoffs matter man they were crying in the stands it's been 32 years they chanted Jared Goff's name before he ever took a drop back. That was nice to see. I love this sport, and I love what the Lions were able to accomplish on Sunday. It's crazy that they get to turn it around and do it all over again next Sunday when Baker bleeping Mayfield's going to walk into that stadium and probably make them incredibly nervous. But 
like that game was about the trade and the trade was massive and i think the benefit of super wildcard weekend was it gave us those two matchups because without the seventh seed which is absurd without the seventh seed we don't get the matthew stafford jared golf trade and we don't get the tyree kill return to arrowhead and those are emotional games that make you feel things. Cause when he, cause when Tyree caught the touchdown, I said, that looked awfully familiar. <laughs> but to see the Lions get so emotional for Jerry Goff, um, you know, it was very reminiscent of, I believe, the 2015 season when for years in the postseason wasteland, finally. The Chiefs had the better quarterback on this day, and it was Alex Smith over Brian Hoyer. I believe. I believe that's close. Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Now he got he got a nice little got a nice little applause. He did the whole Premier League go off to the corner of the Rose Stadium, um, but it makes you appreciate even the guys who are extremely talented. And I'm just glad that Jared Goff got his moment. I'm glad Detroit got his got their moment. It had been 32 years, you know. It can go quick or it could or it could or it could last another week. They get to play football for another week. The Detroit Lions have a chance to go to the NFC Championship. What? Um, so I just wanted to share that. The, the if you think of the emotion that was showed over this weekend, imagine, just imagine what that building's gonna be like in Orchard Park. Cause this is it. This is it for Buffalo. I don't, you know, I just, so I, I love the emotion of playoff football. And I just wanted to I- express that because it's, it's a great sport this time of year. And I just want everybody to stay healthy. But man. God, what a, what a time. I mean, the D in Detroit just got through it. They got through it. They got through it. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.